Hello, welcome to Raven's Lorecast. This is your host, Raven, and I apologize for the delay in the release of this episode, as it is the holiday season and everything and everyone is super busy. But, I do have some news. This podcast was previously known as Raven's Rush. I have finally found what I want out of this podcast and where I want it to go. So from here on out, this podcast is going to continue to be a Lorecast. We will go through all of the Silent Hill games and movies. I have a few ideas for what to cover after that, but if you have any suggestions, please let me know. So, for the foreseeable future, be ready to listen to some wonderful Silent Hill lore. To continue to where we left off in the previous episode, we will be discussing the creatures and evil beings in the game. The majority of the time, this information can be found on the wonderful Silent Hill wiki. I'll post the link in the show notes below. This podcast episode is a little longer than the one I normally do. Please, if if you prefer the longer episodes, let me know and I will continue to make them this length or longer. Let us begin. The Air Screamer. The Air Screamer is the second enemy that Harry Mason comes into contact with as one bursts through the cafe window soon after he observes the radio. It is seen before it is encountered, flapping past the cafe window. Its appearance is similar to that of the Tyranodon, but with the usual characteristics of the series' manifestations. Its legs and torso are entirely covered by pale, leathery skin and are vaguely humanoid, but its long head shows two glossy eyes like those of a fish. The creature stands roughly half the height of a human, giving it quite impressive wingspan. Next is the blood sucker. In the hospital, it is found in room 204, sucking out a puddle of blood, hence the name. It becomes aggressive once Harry Mason approaches it, so he must distract it to reach the plate of hatter behind it. This can be done by using the blood pack previously found in the storage room. The blood sucker resembles three leeches fused at the base, with wiggles like octopus tentacles. The length of the monster is about equivalent to Harry's height, if not longer. Creeper In Silent Hill, the creeper appears as a large cockroach-like insect with three pairs of legs and two long antennae from the back. The Float Stinger The Float Stinger is a boss in Silent Hill and the mature form of the Twin Feeler, which Harry Mason previously fights at the Silent Hill Town Center. It is located atop the roof of the post office across from the hospital. The Fort Stinger's death shifts the other world back to the fog world. The Fort Stinger's appearance is akin to macro moth, which is a common term used for a giant moth. Excluding the size, since Fort Stinger's size is exaggerated to form the challenge, although it can't be directly linked to any discernible species, it does bear a close resemblance to a variation of the Bombic silk moth otherwise known as the Bombex Mori Moth. Mori, meaning death, in Latin. This would be due to its large, heavy abdomen, comb-like antenna, and similar appearance. The Bombex Silkworm larva also resembles the twin feeler to an extent, supporting this possible theory. Grey Children Grey Children, also known as Demon Children, is childlike, knife-wielding monsters in the game. The Grey Children are the first creatures to be encountered in the town by Harry Mason. After a transition into the other world, Harry is cornered and overcome by Grey Children in an alley, but wakes up at the cafe. 
apparently rescued by Officer Sybil Bennett. Great children reappear prominently later in the Midwich Elementary School. A ghost form of these monsters, called Stalkers, later appears in the sewers and nowhere. Unlike the non-aggressive larval Stalker, these ghost forms are just as deadly as their grotesque counterparts. Grey children are exclusive to the North American version of the game and do not appear in the European or Japanese version. They are instead replaced by mumblers in these versions, as their appearance was deemed too similar to that of a child by censors. The Groaner. Groaners appear as very large, hairless, demonic dogs with rotten brown skin and very large sets of jaws. The beast physique is quite synonymous with the Greyhound dog breed, which is also supports the Groaner's intimidating speed. They are emaciated, making them appear starved or even dead as a result, albeit this fails to take them away from their huge size and constant risk of the streets of Silent Hill. The Hang Scratchers. They resemble green reptilian creatures, although their heads are white. Their corals make distinctive clicking noises when they walk on hard surfaces that are easily recognized. Their limbs are extremely long and thin, similar to an insect. Next up is the Incubator. The Incubator makes her appearance in the mysterious realm of nowhere. She is seen in all four endings. However, she is only fought in the non-canonical Bad and Bad Plus ending, where she serves as the final boss. Incubus The Incubus has the head of a bull or goat, topped with two long demonic-looking horns. No eyes are visible on its face or lack thereof. Its feet are hooves resembling those of a goat, and it has a pair of large, feathered wings and breast. As a means of demonstrating its incompleteness, its abdomen appears to have rotted away, leaving only the spine visible. From the artwork, if one looks closely, Incubus appears to have a slightly longer black goatee under its chin. Larval Stalker Larval, larval stalkers are dark, translucent ghost-like entities in the game. They appear to be a premature form of the stalker which, like the larval stalker, is partially invisible, but has the shape of the similar gray child and can damage the player. They appear to be the size of a toddler and are black, albeit translucent, childlike ghosts. Curiously, they seem to have a short, pointy tails. The Night Flutter The Night Flutter, also known as Avian Monster Type B, is a flying enemy appearing in the game. It is a stronger variation of the Air Screamer appearing later in the game. Parasite The Parasite is a mysterious mind-controlling monster that makes its only appearance in the first Silent Hill game. It infects the entire staff of the hospital, except for the Dr. Kaufman, the puppet nurses, the puppet doctors, as well as Sybil Bennett. There is also speculation that it infected Lisa Garland. It seems to be weak to the Aglophytus, which is shown to completely reverse the parasite's effect on puppet Sybil Bennett. It is also implied that Aglophytus is also made from white Claudia, suggesting white Claudia may be the ingredient that attacked the parasite. PTV 
is produced from white Claudia as well, which may be the reason Lisa didn't transform as soon as her co-workers if she was infected. Puppet Doctor The Puppet Doctor, also known as Monsterized Doctor, is an enemy appearing in the game. It is affected by the same parasite as the Puppet Nurse, causing them to also have a similar hunchback appearance. They wear standard hospital gear, including a white lab coat and tie. They are hunched over like a puppet and attacked with knives. They are few and far between in the other world version of the hospital, appearing only in the first four. The puppet doctors make terrible groaning noises and when defeated let out a long sigh. They are stronger than nurses, but they are also slower. It is best to use the hammer on them. Puppet Nurse the most distinguishing feature on the puppet nurse is the large, slug-like parasite that grows out of their backs, causing them to hunch forward when they walk. The parasite itself is portrayed as a separate living entity, as it can be seen moving independently from nurse's movement and usually dies shortly after its host's body dies. The parasite that controls nurses is the same type that controls Sybil Bennett after she becomes possessed. Puppet nurses can be seen with blue or green attire, as well as different hair colors. The nurses wield scalpels as weapons, wandering the hospital, sluggish, slow movement, all the while voicing groans. This dismissal moaning becomes even more intense when attacked and killed. They sometimes cooperate. A puppet nurse may grapple Harry Mason, while another one stabs Harry with a knife. This cooperation is a common characteristic among parasitic hosts even in the real world. When the nurses are knocked down by a strong blow such as the hammer, they will flail and struggle on the ground wildly before going limp. The Romper is a powerful ape-like monster in the game that attacks with a body blow and pins down its victim. These monsters leap or romp around at high speed while laughing or grunting dementatory, making them hard to avoid. The romper appears to be a humanoid monster with a primitive physique. The beast is relatively muscular and has front arms that are longer than its legs, bellying its humanoid nature. That word belying. Belying its humanoid nature. It is covered in dull brown skin that resembles a coat. It seems to have some sort of belt wrapped around its massive neck. In its artwork, it appears to have two large staples or metallic wire for eyes. It has a tube-like appendages dangling from its foot-shaped mouth, which are presumably for tasting. Split Head The Split Head is a creature that Harry Mason encounters with the Otherworld version of the boiler room of Midwich Elementary School. Upon its defeat, a shift back to the Fog World is triggered. The Split Head is the very first boss battle in the entire Silent Hill series. The split head faintly resembles a lizard, although its head has only extremely obscure features, almost making it impossible to discern parts of its face. However, black regions suggest the existence of eyes. It walks very slowly on all four legs, especially when turning. Although with its colossal size, it can cover ground quite swiftly. His head appears to be a bloated, mutated mass. The split head can open up his head or mouth horizontally to reveal a seemingly toothless maw, but with extremely powerful jaws. 
Stalkers. Stalkers are creatures that appear in the game. They appear to be matured form of larval stalker, which are merely silent apparitions, passive in behavior and otherwise harmless. They are the first encountered in the sewers of Silent Hill, appearing near the end of Harry Mason's journey through the town. They are also present at the Lakeside Amusement Park and in certain sections of nowhere. They are the ghastly, ghastly. They are the ghostly form of the Grey Children, small childlike knife-wielding monsters. The sole difference being that the stalkers are invisible. The twin feeler is a boss, and the larval form of the later seen Floatstinger. After an otherworld transition at the Green Lion Antique Store, Harry Mason looks for a way to make it to the resort area and deviates through the Silent Hill Town Center. When Harry reaches the second floor, he encounters two smaller twin feelers feeding on a corpse. However, when Harry attempts to walk to it, the catwalk drops and Harry falls to the previous unreachable gun shop which a larger twin feeler inhabits. The twin feeler is an oversized moth larva with purple colored blood. Wormhead The Wormhead, also known as Canine Monster Type B, is an enemy appearing in the game. It is a stronger variation of the Groaner appearing later in the game. Its body greatly resembles the Groaner. It is hairless and has dull rotting brown skin. Compared to the Groaner, the Wormhead has gained much more mass, lacks visible bone, and overall emaciated appearance. The more distinct difference between the Wormhead and its Fogworld counterpart is that its head is completely covered with worms. Wormheads are essentially upgraded versions of the Groaners. Due to Silent Hill's corruptive force, the Groaner transforms into more grotesque and powerful creature. They have the same abilities and weaknesses as the Groaners. They are very fast and sensitive to sound, such as Harry Mason's footsteps or gunshot, and they seem to be just as easy to avoid as the Groaner. Alright everyone, that's going to do it for this episode. Please, if you have any questions, send them to me via Instagram at RavenRushGame, and I will be more than happy to answer them. If you like the show, please tell a friend, leave a like and review, and give it a share on our social media. I appreciate all the love and support this show has gotten over the past couple of weeks, and I am thrilled to be able to continue this show. Have a good night, everyone. Tune in soon for some more of Raven's Lorecast. Us here at Raven Rush hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, please leave a like and follow. If not, please leave us a review and let us know what we can improve on. Thank you very much for listening, and tune in next week to see what gives Raven a rush.